Welcome to the Tech of Business show. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky. And on this show, we are exposing the technology that runs growing and thriving businesses today. From smart and innovative to nuts and bolts, there is no tech stone unturned. Now it's time to talk tech and let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Tech of Business podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode 89. It is our wrap-up episode of the Thinkific series here on the podcast. Today, I am joined by Miranda Levers. She is the COO and co-founder of Thinkific. What better way to wrap up this series than for us to have a conversation with someone who's been there since the beginning? Miranda has seen this platform grow from not even being a platform to being one of the leaders in course delivery online for entrepreneurs and small businesses. This is a very, very practical episode. We don't talk about jargon. We don't talk about tech all that much. Miranda is all about the operations, usability, the metrics, and really she just wants to see people being successful with their online course endeavors. So with that, let's get into this episode with Miranda. Miranda, thank you so much for joining me for this wrap-up episode of the Thinkific series here on the Tech of Business podcast. I am so delighted to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that I was able to twist your rubber arm away from maternity leave just to do this interview. I really, truly appreciate it. And I love the fact that you can have flexible maternity leave working at Thinkific. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. And for all of our team, not just for me, um, but I I keep telling people, it's like, you know, I could be at home uh, binge watching Grey's Anatomy or I could come in and hang out with you guys. So I'm (laughs) I'm actually quite happy to be here. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So the reason why I wanted to have you on in this wrap up episode is because of your experience, obviously, with Thinkific. You've been there since the beginning and that you've watched the platform evolve. You've watched the type of course creator and Thinkific user evolve. And I think that it's going to give a lot of perspective to all the conversations that we have had as part of this series. So before I go off on the mic, let's make sure that everybody knows who you are and what your role is at Thinkific. Yeah, you bet. So Miranda Levers, I am COO and co-founder of Thinkific. And yes, I've been here since uh, since early days when we were uh, a baby SaaS platform. Uh, just about five years ago, we launched as a SaaS company. Nice. Yeah, I have visited your offices that you are currently in. I also visited what I think was called the Bunker. The Bunker was the old super startup office that literally was like a warehouse um, with no windows. <laughs> and now we're in like a, a real grown up office. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So why don't you go back to um, not necessarily the beginning, but when you realized that this platform was going to take off, when you thought, okay, we have crossed that bridge and we are ready to bring on course creators who didn't know that they were course creators yet. Yeah, let me give you, I'll just give you like a little sort of brief history of Thinkific just to give context uh, and then excited to dig into that. So Greg Smith, our CEO, um, 
he was originally teaching LSAT classes in person uh, just over a decade ago. And so he was mm-hmm. teaching every Saturday out at UBC and he was wanting to bring um, more content to his students. So he originally created a blog and then shortly thereafter, uh, you know, roped his brother in to help him build uh, what was the early version of his online course before there was a platform like Thinkific and uh, found that all of a sudden he was able to teach people um, you know, on their schedules all over the place, uh, not just his in-person audience, and that was quite exciting. And what was happening, though, was he was finding other people were coming to him, not just to take his course, but to ask him for help launching their own courses online. And that was sort of the very, very early Mm -hmm. um, spark of, you know, building out this platform. So pre-SaaS company, uh, the team started to build some software, started to create and launch other people's courses for them and realized that there was no way that they could create market and sell other people's courses for them. They really, you know, had way more demand and needed to create a product that allowed people to do that on their own. And that was right around the time that I met Greg just as we were pivoting to a SaaS company and um, allowing people to, to get going on their own. And that was in the, you know, in the fall of um, 2014. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember, and it was, it was probably a few months later. Like I remember the very first time that um, I was taking a look at our, you know, pulled a report and taking a look at, at some data and a customer who I had never talked to had signed up on their own, got their course loaded and um, was actually making money and had never even needed to talk to us. Cause the early, early days, like there was still a lot of handholding and cause our, you know, our software was really early, but I remember, you know, the first time that it's like, whoa, like somebody really did. They signed up, they loaded their course, they got students, they've made money, and they're off to the races without us having to do it um, for them because we had built software that allowed them to to do that. And that was that was quite a moment and quite uh-huh. exciting. And, and it sort of snowballed from there. And all you know, every day there were more and more people signing up and getting going. And, you know, we were doing, um, we've always had a real focus on great customer support and we were doing all of that early on ourselves but more and more we were finding that people didn't even need to talk to us they were able to just um get off to the races and do their thing that is so cool i can only imagine what you're like okay so who is this yeah (laughs) who who on our team created this fake user i mean like that would have been the first thought that went in my mind (laughs) it's kind of like it's like well i didn't do support for them like greg do you like do you know who this is like how like how anyways yeah so it was was quite a it was quite a cool realization yeah i'm sure it was and was that the moment that you realized that you had something you know it was funny because um i remember when i first met Greg and that was sort of right before transition to a SaaS company. And so they had been building some courses, like I said, manually on their own. And I met him and, and before, um, before working with Greg, I, I'm a small business person. I've, I've been involved in technology and small business for years and I've done lots of consulting with small business owners. Um, my joke was always that, you know, small business owners don't, uh, they don't know that they need consultants until it's too late and they can't afford consultants. So everybody who always told me to go into like small business consulting, I'm like, ah, it's like not, like I love small business, but I want to find a way to help small business owners that's different than just sort of this one-to-one consulting. Like I said, is they don't know that they need you, they can't afford you. And when they're talking to you, it's usually too late. (laughs) So when I met him, I just saw the potential before there were customers and before, you know, people were able to do it on their own, but I just saw the potential for this platform to be able to help small business owners 
get their, you know, businesses growing with online courses in a way that I, I, I really felt like could take off and could help people do that and um, could help small business owners around the globe. And so I had sort of seen the potential, but it was, you know, it wasn't until we saw people actually doing it, like that first example, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where I knew that like, not just like the potential was there, but like we were actually starting to, to help people achieve what they're wanting to achieve. Cool, cool. It makes so much sense to me that there are SaaS companies like Thinkific out there that provide platforms for other entrepreneurs to use. And I love this this model. I love being in the thick of it. And I find that it's one of those things with Thinkific, you could, look just like that first client did, go in, load your content, go through whatever you need to go through to get everything hooked up and all of that stuff and sell your product. Or you could work with a consultant. You could work with the team there at Thinkific. You could work with a third party. You know, I mean, there's plenty of us listed on and listed through experts and things like that. And you, there's a lot of different ways of getting to sale number one. I'm, you know, I mean, and so because there are so many ways of getting to sale number one, what do you find is, is the most common trajectory for someone um, who, you know, is just getting started? That's a really good question. Um, so I would say that our typical, a typical think of it customer is coming to us, um, having already monetized an expertise in some way. So they might be doing consulting, coaching, um, speaking themselves. They might've mm-hmm. written a book. They might, um, you know, have a, you know, a, a blog that they're getting revenue. So in some way they've monetized this content or this, ed- uh, expertise that they have, mm-hmm. but they haven't necessarily created an, and, um, launched an online course. And so I see my answer to the question is almost like twofold. It's like, how do I see most people who are successful getting started? And how do I see people getting tripped up getting started? I'm going to answer both. Yes. So I was going to say, so, so the, the people who I see who, who dive in and actually sort of take the wrong path and get a little bit tripped up are the people that, um, think that they need to make everything perfect and the biggest, baddest course that they've ever seen before they even open the doors. And that's where I see people getting a little bit tripped up when they kind of dive in and they go into this rabbit hole of building like a massive course with tons of content and like, you know, funnels and multiple pages and like bundles of courses and all of this crazy stuff because they're trying to open the doors with um, everything perfect. And they, you know, you can get caught in that whirlwind for months and not come out. Um, But uh, what I recommend to people do, uh, and when I see people who are really successful out of the gate, what I see them do is like, go like, go small, rip off the bandaid, build the mini course first, get the doors open, start to get your feet wet in terms of getting clients. Um, I tell people that it's always a good idea to do a small mini course first because inevitably, like anything in life, once you do it one time, you're going to come up with a list of the 20 things you're going to do differently the second time that you do that. So um, I, I encourage people to, um, to, to do that, you know, rip off the Band-Aid course mm-hmm. first, get your feet wet, figure out what, you know, was what working and what's not, and then you can iterate on your, uh, on your next uh, versions. 
Gotcha, gotcha. So that is definitely a good strategy. And I think that a lot of the listeners right now have something that they could put into a mini course or a small course and get going and, you know, and start using the platform and doing the, you know, putting in what needs to be put in in order to prove that they can do online, you know, online courses. I mean, you may be the best speaker, you may be the best author, but if you can't translate that into a way that your students are going to appreciate it, learn it, use it, and refer you to others, you may not be the best course creator. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and and to that point, um, I think that going through all the motions at least once and kind of like getting something out there. So you've got like, you've got a landing page out there. You've got, um, you know, you probably are collecting leads. You've got, you know, emails, you've got students, so on and so forth. That can really help you identify where the biggest uh, holes are in your sort of end to end process. Kind of like, where's the bucket leaky? Cause it may actually be that like your content is actually doing a really good job of um, moving your students through to completion, but it may be that uh, your conversion rate off your landing page is actually where you've got a problem and maybe you need to dig in there or you might find that it actually is quite easy to to sell to your audience and you're getting students um, into your course but they're really struggling to complete it that kind of thing so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. having having something up as soon as possible helps you identify where you need to focus uh, your efforts next because otherwise you're just kind of trying to make an assumption about um, where are the weakest parts of this business and uh, you don't necessarily know until you've uh, got things up and running I totally Totally agree with that because a lot of us who have smaller audiences because we're in a niche or we're in a small town or things like that we may be very very effective in online marketing and be able to get people in the door but once they get in the door they don't know what to do next or we could be really really good at putting that course together and it could reach beyond the proximity of our niche or our small community but we haven't explored the avenues of marketing to a larger audience so there are a lot of different variables in there what I really want to dig into now is what you're finding the you know like not necessarily a pivot point or a milestone for for your uh, course creators but where you find that people themselves find success is it with their first sale is it with their 10th sale is it when they cross the five figure mark is it you know what is it that has somebody coming to your support team there and saying I'm successful like I just want to know because yeah. everybody has different metrics and I'm just curious what gets funneled back to the support yeah. desk there Great question. I am, I am such a data geek. So uh, we actually, we just welcomed a brand new data scientist to our data team today. And I made sure to go over and say hello, because I'm so excited to have somebody else on that team. I find that I'm the biggest, um, I'm the biggest internal client of our data team, because I'm constantly like, hey, like, have we dug into this? What about this? Like, how do we trend? How's this trending over time? So I love that you asked this question. Um, 
so we've we've looked at sort of customer success in a lot of different ways and trying to figure out yeah like what is that what is that tipping point both quantitatively and qualitatively so obviously there's like what are people telling us but then also like what is the data telling us in terms of like when people seem to really get it and then you know when things become much more sticky and it's actually a different number than i thought i thought i thought it would have been you know about like a bunch of revenue or like some high number of customers that kind of thing and what we've actually found looking at the data is it's actually just like even that first sort of in the in the five to ten student range is where things start to tip and in digging into that further we found it's like as soon as people that you don't know start buying your course even just like that very first stranger um, who pays you for your online course is such a big aha this is working in this can work moment um, for our customers so if we find as soon as you start to get like outside of the like my friends and my family are buying my course sure but like the the first time that strangers are starting to pay you for that knowledge in that online course, that's when things start to really um, sort of uh, get going. That is so cool because it's mirroring what the Thinkific story is. Yeah, completely, completely. It's like, like, oh my gosh, like one person did this on their own and they've paid us and they're, and they're successful and like this really can and is working. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. Now, One of the things that I love so much about Thinkific is the connections that Thinkific has to the other um, tech tools that people are using. Their email marketing, it allows you to put your Google Pixel, you know, your Google tracking in and your Facebook Pixel in and all sorts of other pieces that keep getting added and added over time. Are there some that you're finding like are just gems that people are just digging into and loving using and um, and then kind of like what's next in that realm if you know because you may yeah. not be sitting in on those conversations I, I, I've been sitting in on a lot of conversations like I said even though I've, I've, I've been off for a couple of months but um, yeah I, I'm glad that you asked that and I, I'm going to answer this in a, again in a bit of a different way. So there's, you know, there's definitely different platforms that people are choosing where they want to move their online course to. And there are platforms that are more closed in terms of sort of being more of like an all, all in one, everything you need. And then there's a platform that's like ours that, uh, you know, is a little bit more open. So um, we've got an API, we've got external integrations, and that's quite intentional because at the end of the day, we recognize that, um, we can build the core of our of our business around online courses and we can build what the majority of people want and need but there every business is a little bit different every business model is a little bit different every industry is a little bit different and we want to allow um, the broadest range of customers to be able to use and get value out of Thinkific and we can't be at our core everything to everybody and solve every need it would just be impossible it would be impossible software to use um, and it would be impossible to anticipate what that is so one of the things that we've really focused on is building um, our platform and our core functionality, so the online course engine, to be um, really good. Mm-hmm. And everything else where we kind of build it where it's like you can do basic email marketing through us, but but as soon as you start to get into like much more complex needs and as your business is growing, we want to integrate with the best of the best in tools um, across the range. So whether that is, you know, like now you're advertising, so you need to, like you said, like those, those pixels so you can do your um, – your ad uh, recognition and, uh, you know, best in class email tools or funnels or landing pages. We're actually just about to um, to launch. We're, we're getting geared up uh, to launch our Shopify app, which will be um, quite imminent. So uh, 
our goal is always to integrate with best in class tools uh, so that people can expand their businesses without us trying to, you know, be uh, something that we're not. So to the question about like, what are the tools that people are using that like really just, you know, hit home for them, that really depends a little bit on, on the business. Like I said, um, we definitely, you know, probably the the greatest number of people are using um, an email platform in addition to, to think if that just makes sense because, you know, we all know that we want to um, be communicating and marketing to that list, especially as it grows. Uh, and you can do that, you know, early days when you're getting started, you absolutely can get going with Thinkific and you don't need to integrate with an email tool. But that is one of the things that people tend to um, integrate with first. And whether that is something like an active campaign ConvertKit, MailChimp is a, is a really popular one for people getting started, um, but the tool gets into the sort of the specifics of what it is that you're looking to do and what is the right tool for you, but I would say that email is sort of the, the first one that we tend to see. Yes, absolutely. I mean, and that's something that I do a ton of integration with. I mean, I was just having a call with a client yesterday, a Thinkific client, and they were we were going through the motions of, okay, so this is what it looks like when you integrate with, uh, with MailChimp. This is what it looks like when you integrate with ActiveCampaign. And you have to make the decision. Am I staying on MailChimp? Am I moving to ActiveCampaign? These are the advantages and disadvantages of both. There are definitely advantages and disadvantages on both platforms. And then there's, you know, there's other things that you can do. I mean, I know I've talked about it quite at length. And I know in one of the interviews in this series, I talked about Zapier. I might have talked about it in two of the interviews (laughs) because I just love Zapier and the integration that we've got between Thinkific and Zapier allows so much flexibility and so much control, um, depending, of course, on what level of Thinkific that you are at, which mm-hmm. is kind of why I brought that up, because it was a really good segue into the growth um, add-on to the pro plan um, yep. there at Thinkific. The the pricing is pretty standard pricing, but what you get with the growth package really um, elevates the potential of this platform as a foundational platform within your tech stack. And I really want to kind of dig in a little bit into not just like should people be adding on the growth package, but why you might want to add on the growth package. Because for most people at some point in time they will, but I mean, let's, let's kind of dig into why you might want to add on the growth package. Yeah, so good question. So we've really like, you know, with um, like any SaaS company, we've really sort of analyzed our pricing and tried to strike that balance between we want to help especially small business who are and new business owners get started but we also want to make sure that we can continue to support them as their uh, businesses grow and scale and our growth package was one of the, you know, the biggest ways that we've been able to um, to do that. So growth for those who are listening essentially is we have sort of all of our core features um, available on uh, on our basic plan and then as you as you uh, move up in plans you basically get access to to features that tend to help you as you have more and more customers so the kinds of things that you need um, as you grow as opposed to 
necessarily need right out of the right out of the bat. Um, so with growth, I'm just taking a look here um, to make sure that I've got the up to date list in front of me because <laughs> I never know these off the top of my head. But the kinds of things that growth offers on top of um, our regular plans for our customers are things like groups. So you can start to sell uh, into cohorts, and this starts to um, really apply when you have instructors who've got the same course, but they want to sell to things like organizations, and then the organization is going to want to be able to pull a report on all of their employees and how they're progressing through their course material, for example. So again, not the kind of thing that we see most people doing on day one, um, but as successful course creators are getting more and more um, customers, especially some of those big groups uh, sales, that's a really valuable feature. Uh, back to the idea of um, customer contact and email, uh, we get into bulk email. So um, on our growth plan, you can send bulk emails out to segments of your customers and you can actually that one's quite fun because you can do things like quickly send an email to everybody who's enrolled in a certain course but who hasn't completed it or uh, you know you can like set all sorts of like really fine-tune um, segmentation on those emails which can be really valuable when you're uh, dealing with a bigger um, group of students and uh, similarly you can even pull just reports on uh, very hyper-focused segments of your users. So I want to see everybody that's enrolled in this course and this course, but hasn't purchased this course. And so now I might, you know, custom uh, market to that group of people or give them a, a promotion or a deal. We've got a public API, um, uh, and that is a, uh, a word that most people don't even know what it means. And it's basically uh, technical speak for uh, the backend infrastructure that allows um, two tools to talk to each other. So most of our customers never need to know about that. Uh, most of our customers interact with an API via something like Zapier, which is an integration that we have that allows you to easily set up integrations between our platform and, and like hundreds of others. Mm -hmm. um, but if you've got a, a technical background or you've got a developer on your team and you want something super custom, uh, it's the API and our webhooks uh, are the technical ways that allow you to, to interact with that data. Um, our growth plan also offers things like, of course, the, the Zapier um, connection, like I said, and some of our advanced integrations with things like Infusionsoft, um, ActiveCampaign, our exam engine, Brillium, um, and, and uh, allows you to import uh, and bulk enroll students as well. So all of those, like I said, is we were quite intentional about setting up our pricing so that you don't need those things to get started. Those are all features that apply when you're scaling and when you're really growing. So we actually encourage people to choose um, growth when they're actually signing up. It's free for your first 100 um, students. So it's like you get all the benefit of like getting to play with some of those advanced features um, and you don't have to pay for them and you don't pay until you've got uh, more than 100 students and then it's just 10 cents um, a student a month. So it's really very accessible. Uh, and those are the kinds of features that allow you to grow and scale. Um, generally alongside your business growing and scaling, in which case uh, the added um, very small incremental cost is uh, negligible anyway, because you're already growing your business. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say <laughs> on the heels of what you were just saying is that because there's an additional expense for this, that's why it's designed for growth, because that growth, that additional expense is absorbed by your additional revenue. Your revenue exactly. pays for the uh, the functionality that you are, you are looking at. And so I'm sitting here saying to myself, how are we going to make sure that we get the absolute best wrap up of Thinkific of this series 
out there onto the airwaves so that it can just like put a beautiful um, statue or beautiful monument saying like this is it. This is what Thinkific is all about. And to give the audience, the listeners right now, the feeling that yes, they can go to techofbusiness.com forward slash Thinkific, which of course is my affiliate link that we've been sharing throughout the series here. But and get started. Um, so what is it that you find helps someone say, yes, I'm ready to start an online course or to say, yes, I'm ready to invest the time required to work on an online course and get it to market? Oh, okay. Such a good question. So, um, at the end of the day, we really believe that the future of business and education is changing and it's converging. So we feel that uh, when you take education and you superpower it with, um, with business, that you create this unstoppable force for change. We know that uh, entrepreneurs and business owners have amazing knowledge and expertise, and when they can translate that into uh, online courses and help other people transform their lives, whether that is with um, skills and knowledge that helps them in their career or their own business, or even just gives them um, you know, a new hobby or uh, helps them achieve a personal goal, that we're really having an impact on, on students and, and people worldwide. So back to the, you know, like, can I do it? Should I do it? Uh, you know, my answer is always going to be like, just dive in and say, <laughs> yes, I am constantly humbled and surprised and amazed at the incredible courses that I've seen uh, people create who probably just like you never thought that they had something worth teaching or never thought that they would be able to, um, to achieve what they have both for themselves and their own families, but also for the students whose lives that they're able to impact. Um, and, and, and what I've seen is just, uh, like I said, humbling and incredible. So uh, I encourage people to rip off the Band-Aid. Don't dive in trying to create the, like, everything you ever needed to know, massive course that's going to take you months to do. Just think about, you know, today, what is what is one small way for you to dip your toes in and create content that allows you to teach somebody else something that you know um, and start that ball rolling of building uh, online education for you and your audience and uh, and get going. Yeah, I love that. And you know what? I think that it's a perfect way for us to wrap things up by saying Find something that you can create content around that people are going to be interested in purchasing. We didn't say that people are going to be interested in purchasing because you're on Thinkific or because you're using ActiveCampaign or because you're using this tool or that tool. Your content is the most important thing and having it positioned in a way that it's going to provide value to your leads to your prospects to your customers and for them to have an impact and to for it to change their lives their businesses their families whatever it might be that is the goal of online education is for it to change and empower the end user and we're just using vehicles you know thinkific is a vehicle for that absolutely I love that. So again, we said that the link for getting your free month of uh, Thinkific is techofbusiness.com forward slash Thinkific. And Miranda, can you share the Thinkific social links? And then we're going to go to our one last curveball question. 
yeah, so it's just we're on Instagram at Thinkific, we're on Twitter at Thinkific, um, and, and Facebook the same. So we're very easy to find. <laughs> yeah, I knew that that was the answer, but I just wanted to make sure we had them in your voice here in the episode. And as always, we end every episode of the Tech of Business podcast with a curveball question. And, Uh-oh. <laughs> and Miranda, I want to ask you, for to uh, the idea with the curveball question is for it to really get people thinking like to leave the episode with a thought in their mind that they can go back to their computer and do something or go and have a conversation and do something we've really kind of talked about it but when you think about a course creator or someone who's already got content online and is ready to do that next thing what is it that you are telling them to stop doing so that they can focus on that next thing? Yeah, so I'm going to, again, I, I, I like changing questions up a little <laughs> bit, but I find that um, when I talk to entrepreneurs and when I talk to um, the kinds of people who would be course creators, oftentimes the to-do list is really long and they've got lots of things and they're like working on this and they're working on that and then they're going to dive into this. And oftentimes, you know, they're very, very busy, but they're not so focused and thus things don't get done. And so one of my very favorite um, tricks for dealing with that is to sit down Write down your top, um, you know, your list of all of the, you know, top 25 things on your to-do list. And hopefully, you know, more than one of them relates to building this online course. And create that list of 25. Then you go through and you circle the very top five things. So if you could achieve like five of those things um, and, and have them move to completion, what would they be? And then now you have two lists. You have your must-do list, and this is what I'm actually going to do today, and that's your top five. And every other thing on that top 25 list, so the remaining 20, becomes your don't-touch-it-at-any-cost list. So, and what I mean by that is, you know, figure out what you actually need to get done right now today, and stop trying to multitask and do like 100 different things, because in a month from now, you're still going to have 20 five or 24 of those things on that list and they're all going to be a little bit further ahead but nothing is going to be done so figure out what needs to get done and double down and focus and just move it to to done and and done is better than perfect so maybe that's the (laughs) maybe that's the takeaway is done is better than perfect so um figure out what that list is and and get it done I love, love, love that. That is such a great message. And I think it is a perfect way to wrap up this series. So Miranda, thank you again so, so much for joining me on the Tech of Business podcast today. Thanks so much for having me. This was fun fun to chat. Thank you so much for hanging out with me for this Thinkific series here on the podcast. Again, if you want a free month of the Thinkific Pro Plan, go to techofbusiness.com forward slash Thinkific. And if you know someone who is thinking about doing an online course or that you know would do amazing with an online course, send them to this entire series. And you can get to the series by going to techofbusiness.com forward slash series forward slash Thinkific. So just adding the word series in there. Again, thank you so much for being part of the Tech of Business community. If you have any questions for me whatsoever, hit me up over on Instagram. I'm Tech of Business and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Tech of Business podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, or wherever you download your favorite shows. 
You can also check out the show notes and learn more about me at techofbusiness.com. I'll see you next week.